My name is Aram, and I am the creator and DM of God's Fall. We recently launched a Kickstarter to fund our world book and have raised $17,000 in just the first few days. But we're not stopping there. At $20,000, and $30,000, we'll release an additional bonus podcast where we all dive into our archives to highlight scenes from our favorite episodes, including Zion and Paris' first date at Turtlefest. The God's Fall World Book will be a full-color, edge-to-edge printed book with pages and pages of original art and rules from the God's Fall world, including stats from level 1 to 20 for all 36 godlike divinities. And you can get all of that original 5e Dungeon & Dragons compliant material in a PDF for only $10. So join the crew at godsfall.com and help us make the world book a reality for everyone. This episode of the MFG Cast is sponsored by BattleBards. BattleBards is premium tabletop audio for your game, for your RPG, or for everyday life. They have musical scores, scripts and languages, soundscapes, monsterscapes, and sound effects that can really beef up your tabletop experience. Say you're looking for that perfect musical score to really pull your players in into that RPG story that you've written. Or maybe you're looking for scripts and languages to fill out your NPCs. I have potions, runes, scripts, infusions, charms, and axes. Whatever you need to solve just about any problem you may run into. Or maybe you're looking for that perfect soundscape to really balance out your dungeon or outside play. Or maybe you're looking for a monsterscape to really scare your player into oblivion. Or maybe you're just looking for that little sound effect that'll just throw that much more into the experience. BattleBards has that premium fantasy audio for your game. But not only that, they have it at a price that you can afford. And here at the MFG Cast, we're here to get you started. Sign up for an account at BattleBards.com. With the code MFGCast1, 
and if you buy a 10 and 25 dollar package you get one bonus track of the dwarf temple the soul forging use the code mfgcast2 when buying the 50 and 100 dollar packages and get five total tracks including i monster combat dungeon dungeon of lost including the monsterscape i monster combat behold extermination the soundscape dungeon dungeon of lost inhabited the MPC script, Armorsmith, Steel and Silk, and the sound effect, Shortbow, Arrow Barrage. Use the MFGCast3 code when you buy your $150 and $300 packages and get 10 free tracks, including music of Dark Elf City, Morning Gure, Score Music, the sound effect, Magic Missile Spell, the Monsterscape, Common Giant, Torture, Hill Giant, Entertaining at Home, the racial language orcish, orc brute lashes out, and the soundscape castle ruins, ruins of the black castle at night. So not only do you get this great fantasy, or premium fantasy audio, but you get a little something extra from us. So go to BattleBards right now, use those codes, and get some gaming on. And now back to the show. This is Matt Ballard, and welcome to MFG Cast. Hey guys, Kurt here. Another another week, another, well, I should say another episode. I'm trying to do it week to week, guys, but it's getting harder and harder. Trying to be a grown-up and having kids and having a, trying to have a life and work, it's, it's hard. But we're trying to pump out as many episodes as we can for you guys. In this episode, we're going to be talking about gaming with our kids. Woo-hoo. Or gaming with kids, in case, there was, in case there's other kids that we've been playing with, too. I've got a special guest. I've had this person on before, but unfortunately we didn't have the time to talk about uh, fun stuff like board games. He was on one of our, our D&D improvs, and we're happy to have him on today. And um, unfortunately Mike can't be with us today because he's too busy being a good father, and uh, he's enjoying that, so hopefully we'll see him again in the future. Um, so good luck to you, Mike, and we'll see you soon. But in his stead... We have a great guest. We've got Matt Ballard. Matt, thanks for coming on the podcast. Uh, thanks for having me, Kurt. Uh, very happy to be here, and I apologize for it being so difficult to actually get me on. <laughs> well, I think it ties in well with kids because it seems like no matter what happens when we, you know, we think we there's always something we can do about it. Life kind of gets in the way and stuff like that. And with kids, it kind of tends to make it a little more difficult. Not that we're blaming them. It's just not at all. It, that's just the way it is. <laughs> but um, today we wanted to talk about gaming with kids because it's something near and dear to our hearts. Because we're, you know, uh, big fans of getting our kids into gaming. So we thought we kind of talk about that and we'll have some fun little topics. But before that, let's get into 
now playing. Now playing. All right, Matt, since this is your first time officially being on the podcast talking about now playing, why don't you talk to us about what you're playing right now? Uh, putting me on the spot. Well, uh huh. I haven't been playing as much as I'd like to recently, but I did just teach my eight-year-old how to play X-Wing the other day, so we have been playing a lot of that. Nice. And I'm very excited about that because X-Wing is a great game, and I don't get to play it that much. So having somebody who lives with me to play it is amazing. Um, Usually I try to trick my wife into playing games with me, and she's (laughs) a good sport for the most part, but some games she's just like, no, no thanks. So with that, does she like to play lighter games, uh, games that are a little easier to learn and play, or is there just a certain type that she likes? Yeah, no, uh, definitely lighter games. Um, Mm -hmm. She really likes... Uh, any version of Flux, but she prefers mostly uh, Batman Flux, which is great because, oh, I mean, nice. can't go Batman, wrong with Batman. Yeah, Batman's awesome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we played Codenames a little while, probably about a month ago with some friends. We had some friends over for a game night, played Codenames, which was a huge hit. That was the first time I had played it, too, so I was like, this is great. Really like that. Can't wait to play that again. And we also played, I think I've talked to you about this. I don't think you've played it, but uh, Star Trek, the five-year mission. Oh, it yeah. It is so Kinda much fun. Play that game. Everyone I talk to about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, you got to play Star Trek, five-year mission. And most people who I'm friends with are like, eh, I don't really like Star Trek. Well, neither do I. But, like, it's kind of just a theme thrown onto some mechanics. It works well, but, like, the mechanics are, like, so solid that it's like, I don't even care about this Star Trek game. This is awesome. Yeah. Well, tell us about it a little bit so that the people that don't care about Star Trek know what this game is about and maybe have an interest in it. It's a one to seven player game. There's a, For those of you who are Star Trek fans, see, I shouldn't say I'm not a Star Trek fan. I like Star Trek. I just don't like the original series. I like the next generation, but the original series I just couldn't get into. But thankfully, this game, uh, so there's... Seven different roles. There's like captain, science officer, doctor. Each role card is double-sided. One side is the original series. The other side is the far superior next generation. Well, you're just re- you're just you're just ready to piss everybody off, aren't you? <laughs> I, I am ready to piss everybody off. But you know what? I will say, I do love the new movies. So much more than the TV show. And I know that is going to yeah, yeah, piss yeah, exactly. off a bunch You're of people. A lot of angry tweets. Of angry tweets. Bring them on. <laughs> I'm ready for them. I'll just uh, post back the latest trailer for Star Trek Beyond. Um, so each player has a different role, and each role has like a different special ability. Like the captain, I think he can use other characters' dice. So you get, I think it's five, I think five dice. I've only played it twice, yeah. and it's been like a month. No, that's so okay. I'm a little sketchy on it. But you get like about five dice. Uh, they're different colors. There's three different colors. I think it's red, yellow, and green. No, blue, yellow, and green. Pretty sure it's blue, yellow, and green, but it doesn't really matter. So you pick any five of these dice, and you roll them. And there's uh, there's six-sided dice, so one through six. And once you roll them, you put them on your roll card. You have a little action bar. And so those are your actions you can do for this turn. And each turn you flip over, there's three different colored decks, which correspond to the dice. And when you flip them over, it's an event. They have two different 
sets of events, some for Star Trek the original series, and some for the, again, superior next generation. And some of them can be either or. So you kind of shuffle them up, mix them up. And so each turn you flip one of those cards over and you can pick whichever deck you want. But if you ever have three cards um, unresolved in one row, the oldest card gets discarded as a failed mission. And I think it's if you fail, I think four or five missions, you lose the game. Okay. Uh, There's a couple ways to lose the game. If you fail too many missions or if the Enterprise is destroyed. Yeah, makes sense. Certain cards, when you flip them, deal damage, or if you fail them, that deals damage too. But there's like some really cool cards, like um, Communications Failure. So you flip that over, and you're not allowed to talk to anyone at the table nice. until that card is resolved. So mm-hmm. usually you're like working together with like teamwork, but yeah. until that card's done, you can't do anything. And then there's some cards that are time-based, so it comes with a sand timer, and you just plop that out, and you have till that sand runs out to finish the mission, or you fail it. So each mission has little uh, dice icons like color and numerical value, and there's sometimes you have to have like a number and higher Mm -hmm. or a number and lower, or sometimes you need this exact number of this exact color. So basically, all the different dice, you got to match up, see what your actions are, and assign them to uh, the little little thingies that I'm. I am terrible at describing games, FYI. So you asking me to describe a game for you, I'm just like, ah, oh, never coming on this show again. That's okay. You obviously haven't listened to our reviews. I'm horrible at describing them <laughs> myself. So we just we just well, go I'm in good company then. Yeah, exactly. Just fly by the seat of our pants and have people pick on us on the all the whole way. So no, that's great. What else have you been playing? Anything else? <laughs> Probably a month ago, um, I played Above and Below. Oh, nice. And we've talked about this. Nice. And I love the game, but I don't fully understand it yet, because I only played once, yep. and my strategy of just flooding the market with fish, it <laughs> almost worked. It almost worked, but I didn't really do anything below. Yeah. I stuck to mainly above, and I think that was my problem. Yes. Well, yep. The thing was, I kept failing everything I tried below. <laughs> And because there's just a set number of, like, rounds, uh, I kept failing too many blows, and then I was like, I'm screwed. This is done. I'm just going to sell fish. <laughs> you just deserve, you just, <laughs> you just decided to be a fish salesman the whole time. Yeah. You know, some people aren't suited for adventure. They just become fishermen. That's true. That is true. And, that, and that's the boring side of D&D that nobody tells you. Exactly. You know, that's the CD underbelly nobody wants to talk about. <laughs> Yeah, there's got to be somebody out there that knows of a podcast where that is actually <laughs> happening, and I'm sure it's enthralling. A couple things I've been playing lately. Um, I've actually been getting, got together with Mike a couple of times to play games in between fathering, and um, we got to play uh, Tiny Epic Defenders. That game is hard as shit. <laughs> I've only played it once, and I understand there's probably, it's probably going it, to, it'll probably get easier as we play, but trying to defend every little place while not uh, the enemies not attack the capital city in the middle it's tough yeah basically it's just a you know it's 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 kind of like a tower defense game with cards and you know trying not to and i i just don't know what the strategy is for that game yet because at the beginning we were fending off little enemies left and right we're like okay we're doing here we're not 
you know, the these cities aren't coming under fire and getting destroyed, so we're all good. And then finally, you know, round by round, if nothing, if nothing really happens, that you just keep adding these these enemies from this. Uh, uh, what do they call it? It's not. I can't remember. See, you're on the right. You're on the right podcast. I can't even describe it. But it's like an enemy pool. Basically, you've got like yep. I think it's like four cards, and then the big bad. And so those keep each round. If you don't, if, if they just keep coming into the into the main deck of oh, it's the horde deck, and uh, they just keep coming into the regular draw deck where you're you know just finding a finding a couple of enemies and you know gaining action points to you know kind of put out fires and stuff like that and defending or whatever. And um, man, just it, it it went from zero to holy shit, what is going on? How are we ever <laughs> gonna do anything with this? And it. Our first game was a complete failure, so it'll be interesting to see how we play it next time we play it. Um, another game that we played is Action Phases um, Kodama the Tree Spirits. Oh my god, I just um, played that the f- other night. Oh, did you? Yeah, nice. so yeah. much fun. I, uh, I backed that on Kickstarter, and I yeah. got my copy a while ago, but I hadn't really had a chance to play it. I- I'm sorry to cut you off, but that game is awesome. No, that's okay. Yeah, that game is really fun. It's it's a cute little game of tree building and then, you know, trying to uh, score victory points off of a uh, succession of icons on the limbs and stuff like that. And then there's you ha- also have your Kadamba that have special abilities and stuff like that. So you've got like th- four special ability cards that you can use three during the game. And um, it's just a fun little, quick little game. Action phase is... Uh, they're good at making tight fun games with great art you know heroes wanted is more of a big box game but they're really good at the tiny games like we got we have ninja camp and that one's really you know cute art really quick game and uh it's good strategy to it and this is no different and so that was really fun to play now here's my question for you about uh kodama yeah um did you play did you play with your wife or did you play with your son i did both Oh, okay so um did he use the um the tiny kodama Yes. Okay. I hate those things. I was winning that game until the stupid summer Kodama came out and just destroyed me. Like, yeah, I, I had a healthy lead. I was I was like, <laughs> I'm pretty confident I'm going to win this game. And then I ended up getting crushed by like 40 points. I'm like, what the hell yeah. happened? Yeah, I, I, I think Travis and the crew, I think they're I think they snuck that in there in there on purpose. So we we couldn't make our kids cry, you know, so. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's cute it's cute that they have that little thing in there that kind of helps the kids you know kind of catch yeah, up if no, need be or give them a good advantage I, I definitely appreciate them being in there because um like you said it's the, the way they have it set up it like teaches them like the strategy behind it and everything and also mm-hmm. he got to destroy me in a game which felt <laughs> awesome for him yeah, yeah, that's always good. And then what else? Uh, and then we've just been playing a crap load of Rattlebones. Logan loves that game. He's in, so in love with that game. He just loves rolling the dice, changing the pips, and uh, and putting the uh, cards down on the on the board to you know set up what he wants for um, the different gameplay and stuff like that. So that's been really fun to play too. So nice. So that's what we're playing right now. Yeah, awesome. All right, well let's get let's get into it, shall we? Let's do it. We're going to get into, yeah, we're going to get into gaming with kids, okay? Um, so there's lots of lots of places to start. So I thought that we should start with why. 
why are we doing this? <laughs> are we, is it something that we do to, you know, because we love it and we think it's fun? Do, is it something where, is it something that we do to kind of, uh, kind of break up the norm, you know, instead of going outside all the time or, you know, watching TV all the time, maybe, you know, get, get their brains going and stuff like that. Is it something where we do it to te- teach them the social aspects of it? Um, why do you, th- why do why do you do it, Matt, with your kids? I do it because it's fun. So uh, one of the main reasons I did it, like I have been looking forward to playing games with my kid ever since like I got into tabletop games. I started, I really got into tabletop games when my son was probably like one or two. And, you know, uh, my friends would all come over the house and we'd play D&D and he'd like walk up and he'd be like, what is this? And he'd like watch, (laughs) he'd like, be like, can I roll you dice? And I was like, sure, definitely. And it was always something that he was like very interested in trying. But um, up until a certain point, there like wasn't really many games you can like play with a kid that like you don't have to like handhold them the entire way. If you know what I mean, like mm-hmm. once they're old enough that they can like play a game against you competitively without you being like, oh, you should like do this and beat me. I I just I really love playing games and to be able to play a game with my kid and like have him like actually figure out like a strategy to beat me because he's actually beaten me a fair amount of times, which I'm like, am I just bad at games or am I just like really good at teaching them how to play them? <laughs> let's go with let's go with the second one. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. He's learned from the best. That's yeah, what I'm exactly. Say. Exactly. I taught him all I know. So when he's when he's playing at these conventions and being everybody, you can cry a little tear and say, "That's my boy." He kicked my ass first. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. I was an OG ass kickage. OG losing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's my life story as far as gaming <laughs> goes. But I still play them. You know, for me, I've always liked games. My my parents really kind of did anything they could to to let us have fun. And mm-hmm. gaming was a big part of that. Um, of course, when I was younger, we didn't have all the cool stuff that we have today. I mean, we had some things, but, you know, I just wasn't aware of it. So, you know, we played all the things that, you know, a lot of kids played back in the day. You played some kind of card game or, you know, some kind of like hearts or old maid or, you know, go fish. And then mm-hmm. kind of upgraded to the traditional board games that a lot of people still love and a lot of people can't stand these days like Monopoly and Sorry and Candyland and stuff like that. And, uh, and it's something I wanted to introduce to my son. And he he was like all the way, right away. Um, he's one of, those, one of those kids that just loves to have fun no matter what the situation is. Mm-hmm. And he got sucked into it right away. Um, nice. It, it can be a gift and a curse, I will tell you that much. Especially when it's, hey, I have uh, I have the superhero squad version of Shoots and Ladders. Let's play that 15 times. That can get kind of old. <laughs> I have played that game but, uh, quite a few times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, another another con about that, and I've talked about this in, in past episodes, is that grandmas and grandpas 
think that getting that those kind of games is the way to go instead of getting them something different. So then you have 18 versions of Candyland and Shoots and Ladders <laughs> and stuff like that, and you're like, okay, well, how do I get rid of these without burning them? But yeah, he's he's been into it big time. Um, it's it, it's a cool thing when out of the blue he'll be like, Dad, let's play a game. You know, it's it. It's something with you know that was something I'd pro- I probably would have said more more about video games when I was a kid because I was more I was I played board games a decent amount but I was more into video games when video games came out and I was like I just want to do this do this do this and it seems like he's more into the board game aspect so it's cool to be like you know when he's like oh let's play this I'm like oh cool you know and plus he's also got the attitude of I will try something once which I like because. You know, a lot of kids, you'll be you'll be like, okay, let's try this, and they'll just give you that look like, uh, no, <laughs> no thing. Yeah, uh, you know, that that's what I have to go through. Like, if you had any idea how long it took me to convince my son to play X Wing, now mind you, he loves Star Wars. I'm mm-hmm. like, buddy, do you want to try this game? And he's like, nah, I'm good. I'm like, really? <laughs> so like, the past couple months, like he's been trying a lot more, and. What kills me is, like, he'll play a game, and he'll be like, that game was awesome. I was like, I've been telling you it's awesome for, like, two years. Mm-hmm. And he's like, eh, I just didn't feel like it. <laughs> but, like, when he finds a game he likes, that's, like, all he wants to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've had to go through the art of accidentally losing a game for a while. Because once it's out of sight, then it's out of mind, you know? that's That happened with Rattlebones. We got that at uh, Gen Con last year, and we brought it to the table, and he's like, oh, my gosh, this is so good. You know, and then, like, seriously, probably about five days straight, he's just like, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. And, you know, and then you had to go, okay, well, I don't know where it is. You know, I I thought I put it here, but now it's gone. I You know, I don't want to tell you, you know. Let's play this, you know? So you just try to... <laughs> Try to sneak something else into it, you know, and just kind of hope it happens, you know, so. My friend uh, had his, he plays games with um, his daughters and his stepson, and there was this one game that they really like, I think it's called Gift Trap or something like that. Okay. I tried to play it once. I had no idea what was going on. I was like, I don't understand why they like this game, but they love it. (laughs) And apparently he felt the same way. He's like, I hate this game. (laughs) When they moved it accidentally fell off the truck <laughs> nice that's so awesome can we play gift trap he's like i don't know where it is yep. it must have been lost yep yeah i'm it's funny because I, I wish i could do that there's there's one game that we have and unfortunately it's by idw games it's called trap and i think it's called trap zany zombies and it is not i'm sorry it is just not good and so every time he wants to play, I'm like, oh, come on. I just don't want to, you know. But, you know, I suck it up. You know, he he goes through enough stuff with me trying to get him to play games. So every once in a while, I'm like, okay, fine. We'll play this. And I'll hate it all the way, but I'll still play it anyway. <laughs> I'll pretend to like it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, um, so when it comes to games like that, so, you know, when do you start introducing some of these games that are just a little bit, a little bit more involved you know do you you know do, is there a certain age that you think is there you know a certain point where you what's your son's name uh hunter hunter okay so when hunter is at a certain point you're like okay i think he's i think he's finally at the level where i can teach him how to play this game what what you know what kind of age do you think it was when you first started getting in some of these more difficult games i remember when we started getting into well 
think he was like six when we started playing Golem Arcana. Okay. Wait, are you familiar with that game at all? I know what it is. I, I unfortunately have not played it yet. It is a great game. Uh, I'm like super bummed that uh, they stopped making it. Because um, <laughs> I, I actually, I ran events for them like every week at my local game store. And they discontinued like the emissary program. And they're like, hey, we're not making any more stuff. And I'm like, no, <laughs> this stuff is so cool. Because it was all pre-painted. Like I love miniatures games, but I I'm sorry, I hate painting stuff. I'm just, yeah. like, I like the idea of it, mm-hmm. but when it comes to actually doing it, oh, yeah. I'm just like, Ugh. Oh, yeah, especially little miniatures like that and trying to, like, keep a steady hand. It's like, holy crap. Yeah, I, I just got some, like, 40K miniatures, so I was like, all right, I can paint these. I'll do that, but I, I have so many unpainted minis, it's not even funny. Nice. Um... But uh, Golem Arcana is great because it had an app that went with it and like all the rule keeping was done through the app. And so it was actually like uh, really good um, as a gateway game because it kept the rules light, but it taught him strategy. Nice. And so I think that was really the turning point because after he got the hang of that, I was able to start teaching them other games and we just recently got into role-playing games which is super exciting that's awesome because although i love board games i absolutely love tabletop role-playing games and i do not get to play them as much as i used to like we used to have a weekly sunday night D game without fail for like three and a half years and i think it's probably been like three and a half years since we've had that weekly game and i miss it i miss it so bad yeah <laughs> I, I can tell you say you sound like a crack <laughs> addict without the crack i need it i need it kurt <laughs> i need it so Where much <laughs> why are you frothing from the mouth oh my god somebody called 911 um so yeah so i'll kind of go off of that so you're you know doing D with your son so that to tell you the truth as far as between board games video games in RPGs, I think RPGs are in itself, I think, is probably the most difficult thing to really suck a kid into right away. It is. I mean, you know, we've, we've, yeah, we've both had the, the, uh, being fortunate to kind of getting our kids into it a little bit. But, and this will kind of tie into another topic that I had is it, you know, you know, do you have to have lots of bells and whistles? You know, is it something where, you know, as far as role-playing goes, is it something where you just go, use your mind? Or do you, like, go, here's a cool little mini I got. Oh, here's a little cool little map I got. You know, just to kind of be like, boom, ba-bam. Because, you know, a lot of kids are very sensory. A lot of their, you know, if you get a lot of their sensory, uh, I don't know, I can't think of what I'm trying to think of. Um, input and stuff like that, then it kind of keeps their attention more. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Okay, good. I hope everyone else is. Well, my trick was I did not use D&D. As much as I love Dungeons and Dragons, like, the bulk of my D&D experience was 4th edition, which, from what I can gather, a lot of people hate. Yeah, there's a lot I hate for that. Yeah. Which, you know, I do agree with. I see their points, but I was always into D&D, like, ever since I was, like, a little kid. However... I never got to actually play it until I was, like, 23. 
because my parents never wanted to buy me any of the D&D stuff, and I didn't have a job because I was a little kid, <laughs> so I didn't have any money. Yeah. And then when I did get some D&D stuff, like, I, A, I'm sorry, but I did not understand second edition at all when I first looked at it. 13-year-old Matt was like, what the fuck is Thacko? <laughs> I think I think 38-year-old me still doesn't understand a lot of stuff yeah. about D&D. <laughs> I just fake it very well. So, I always had an interest, but, like, I never... I completely, like, got railroaded. What the fuck was I talking about? <laughs> Um, <laughs> we're talking- I thought about Thacko I thought about Thacko And like my mind You got lost You down. seriously got lost in the Thacko The Thacko mesmerized you And you lost it uh, No I was just talking about Did you use bells and whistles As far as D&D goes And oh, you said okay. you didn't really use D&D you used, something, you used something completely different I didn't use D&D What I used was um, The first role playing game I tried with him Was uh, Cubicle 7's Lone Wolf Adventure Okay. Um, Because it comes in like this cool little beginner box. I believe it had little cardboard cutouts. um, Of course. Kind of like the D and D starter boxes do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that was the first game we got, and it had kind of like the top of the box is actually like a number grid, and you like flip a little token, and it lands on a number, and that's basically it's basically a D ten, but yeah, like yeah, yeah. "Ah, You're not using dice here. Yeah, you're flipping a coin. <laughs> Should get my son um, into that. He'd love that. It's actually really cool. What <laughs> sucks though is my son sucks at flipping like coins. So he'd just be like, "Can you flip this for me?" I'm like, "Do you want me to just go get a D10? Because it's the same thing." He's like, "Nope, nope. We gotta flip it. We're playing the game right." <laughs> I'm like, "Okay." I've got a little rules lawyer on my hand. Now. Yeah, which is funny because he's not the one that's flipping it, but yet he yeah, still wants to exactly. Use it. But every other game, like. Role playing games. Oh, let's play by the rules. But board games, like I catch him like trying to cheat. I'm like, no, you don't, don't do that. Don't try and pull that. Yeah, yeah. I won't yeah. play this game with you if you're gonna cheat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because unfortunately, with board games, it's a, there's a winner and a loser. <laughs> and with <laughs> with D and D, it's kind of like, ah, we'll see. Ninety percent of the cheating was in the game you mentioned, Superhero Squad Shoots and Ladders. Now, real quick to get back, uh, to go back to Superhero Squad Shoots and Ladders. Yes. Because we haven't talked about it Exactly. Does your kid talk smack? Because mine is like the biggest (laughs) shit talker I've ever met. And it infuriates me when he wins because he just talks shit. I'm like, so I very recently taught him to be like, you know, be a good winner. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nobody likes, I didnn't say this, but I was like, nobody likes a dickhead. Yeah. That's not what I said, but that's what I was thinking. (laughs) No, um, it's funny that you say that because we're struggling with that right now as we speak. Um, I'm I'm the coach of my kids' t-ball team, and every time somebody else does something that's not that's like maybe somebody misses a ball or doesn't catch anything, he will out loud say something about it. Not to be mean, just because he's just like he can't not say something ever. So, mm-hmm. so we're dealing with that whole, like, he's like, oh, he didn't, oh, he, he didn't hit it. I'm like, <laughs> shut up. I'm not saying this. I'm telling him to be quiet. But in my head, I'm like, shut up, dickhead, like we talked about. <laughs> so, yes, yes, I deal with that in board games as well. And then, and then you get the opposite of that, which is we were playing. Oh, here's another game that I forgot to talk about now playing. Uh, we played the uh, Mayday Games Garbage Day. And you're stacking a bunch of cards on a garbage can, basically. And if they, if a number of them fall off and they're your fault, then you lose. 
Uh, okay. This kid has never lost this game. He lost once the other day and would not stop crying. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm like, dude, it's okay. We can play another game. I've never seen that kid just go from zero to hero or hero to zero. I was because he's he's had his feelings hurt and he's cried at for different games and stuff like that. But seriously, you would have thought somebody shot our dog. I'm like, <laughs> you were gonna be fine. You just lost one game. Well, we'll you, you broke his streak. It's like the Undertaker when he he lost his WrestleMania yes, streak. Exactly. Yes, yes, very upsetting. He's, he hasn't been the same since. Um, that's funny. Fortunately, like, I have beat my kid enough that he's, like, he's fine with losing at this point. I'm like, as long as you tried your best, sometimes your dad's <laughs> just better than you. you yeah, yeah, exactly. Live with it. I, I still have not beat my dad at basketball. Um, Believe me, I I, I, I you feel your win. pain. I haven't beat my dad at any sports, so, um, so yes, I definitely know what that means. Um, so, let's keep on track with the, and I pretty much already answered this, but I got... We're f- going all over the place. You didn't even answer my original question, but I'm gonna go off. I'm gonna go off the beaten track, and we'll get back. We'll get back to it. We are, yeah. Like, okay. So, I, I, I will, I will finish your question, or, or do you have another question to distract me with? No, I'm gonna ask another question now, and then you're gonna have to remember that. <laughs> um. So, again, I think you you have to remember, Kurt. Like, I am the worst guest you could have on because. I can't describe games. I can't stay focused on one topic. Awesome. We'll just call it. We'll just call this ADHD, um, and we'll go from there. <laughs> it's okay, people. My son has it. I can say that. So, <laughs> talking about winning and losing, is it something where, when you're playing a game, do you play it like it is, or do you do the parent thing and go, okay, gotta let him win this last game to round it out to make him feel better? You know, how do you how do you how do you do that? <laughs> oh, I go for the throat. If he wants to talk shit, he's getting the full fury. I'm gonna nickname you Matt No Mercy Ballard from now on. Oh, that is awesome. That's right. My my friend's the same way. He like just crush he just crushes his kids. Like uh, th- they were all over for a game night one night, and um, I, th- I think it was like a. Four or five player game. But anyway, there wasn't mm-hmm. enough room for me in the game, so I was like, I'll just coach. And <laughs> he just crushed everyone. He just crushed everyone at the table. And like his daughter was like, What the heck? And he's like, I'm sorry. He's like, You gotta learn to uh fight for everything. I was like, Well, you gotta you gotta respect his uh That's awesome. His lesson. Oh man. Yeah, I am I'm a little more lenient than you guys, I would say. There are times, especially when you talked about the <laughs> whole, you know, getting your goad kind of thing. If if Logan tries to, you know, get a little, you know, too big for his britches, I will smite him a little bit just to kind of show him what's what, you know. Um, but also I will give him the win every once in a while just to be like, and, and this is good advice for a lot of parents who are listening. If, if you're new, um, if it's just before bedtime, do not do not win. <laughs> Let them win. It'll make bedtime that much more fun. <laughs> uh, unless, of course, you let them win like three times in a row, and then they're stoked to play it again, and then they can't go to bed. Then maybe you're not, you're doing it wrong. Um, but yeah, I uh, I definitely <laughs> try to teach them how to or teach him how to lose because it's guess what, <laughs> life is not that fun. So. 
every once in a while you got to take that loss with a you know with a shitty grin and you know hope to win the next <laughs> Come one. Come back you know? stronger. So, yes, exactly, and that's how you learn how to play better too. You know, it's like uh, that's one of the things I try to do with Logan. I go, okay, why did you lose? You know, not just you lost, boohoo. You know, I try to be like, okay, remember what I did this last time? Maybe you should have done that. So that's. That's a good. That's a good piece of advice too. If I, you know, if I can give any advice, which is very small, I'm sure in this episode. But you know, try to teach your kids the right way to play, not just, hey, we're playing a game. You know, try to show them the ways to win too. You know, and of course, you know, keep keep kind of in your back pocket too. If, if there's a way that you're gonna, if you're, you know, you're gonna win this game, and you know, obviously they're gonna beat you every time if you tell them. But you can't give away the trade secrets. Yes, exactly. Don't ever do that. Don't ever do that. Okay, so to what we talked about before with the RPG play. So you said you said with the the RPG that you played with them, it had a little more bells and whistles and stuff like that. So did it was was it that kind of stuff that got him interested in it, or was it the story itself that really got him involved? I I think it was mostly the story, but the bells and whistles did definitely help keep his attention for that first game. So. I'm trying to remember. We've played. I'm trying to remember what role playing games we've played with them. We've played Lone Wolf, Seventh C, which is amazing. Yeah, I, everyone keeps saying that. I gotta play that oh, damn game. Oh, it's so good. And I shout know. out to Row It and Gamers Plane. It is on Gamers Plane now, and I will be starting a game soon. And I hope somebody starts a game so I can actually play. So we played. Lone Wolf, 7th C, the Fantasy Flight Star Wars, uh, D&D 5th, and we attempted the Cypher system tonight, and it did not go well, but I do not blame him. I blame my sister, because the two of them together is just like an unfocused nightmare. (laughs) After like 45 minutes of just trying to start the adventure i was like all right you know what let's just go play zombie dice and go to bed because nice. but um so I, so again you didn't answer my question i i was getting to that i was about to so <laughs> okay good of, good of those five games three of them i used the bells and wh- bells and whistles and those were probably the three best games so the cipher system, no bells and whistles. Like, we weren't even at a table. I was just sitting down on, in my living room floor, and I think that might be what did me in. I think I have to keep it confined to a table so he's in, like, the right frame of mind for playing. Seventh C, he actually did really good. And the cool thing is, is now I can try out systems that I've never mm-hmm. played before and, like, kind of get yeah. a good feel for him for GMing them and also teaching him the game. So it works out pretty well. But... I definitely think the bells and whistles are really what brings it all together. Because uh, when we played, he really wanted to try D&D. So I was like, all right, we'll play 5th edition. All the times I've played 5th edition, my friends did. I actually like the bells and whistles. I like playing with minis and, you know, map tiles mm-hmm. and stuff. I like that. It just, I can do it without that stuff. But I don't know. Just being able to, like, move the piece. I kind of... I enjoy both the storytelling and the tactical aspects of it, so I kind of like having, I like having my cake and eating it too. Yeah, exactly. Like the whole I'm, theater of the mind, I'm okay with, but yeah, I'm right with, I'm right there with you. I, I like having, yeah, I like it to be an experience. Mm-hmm. So for fifth edition, I actually used map tiles from Descent. Oh, nice. And 
some descent minis to you know build the encounter and everything and that actually went really well he was like working on strategies and stuff and trying to figure out how he could like flank and like get behind so that was actually really cool and did the same thing with star wars i actually played with my sister and her friend so he had kind of like he does good playing like one-on-one with me Mm -hmm. but i like teaching him like the social aspect too and like working together and like formulating strategies Mm -hmm. so we used the imperial assault map tiles and some minis no not mini bunch of the tokens from the i have all three of the fantasy flight starter boxes just because they come with tokens so i was like all right we got tokens we got map tiles and i think that's the best way to go for me and hunter at least Mm -hmm. and i hope that's the question you asked me because that's the question i've been answering (laughs) no that's perfect no that's exactly what i wanted i've been rambling on and i'm thinking in my head like is this the question? <laughs> Am I doing this right? No, you're doing good. You're doing good. I, uh, I'm i here to keep you on topic. Yeah, so when I did this last, these last couple of, uh, or this last, this first and only <laughs> role-playing I did with my son, made up our, made up my own, or made up a story for pirates and just kind of made up the rules and, you know, his stats and stuff like that. And it went a lot better than I thought it would have. I wanted to make sure I... I got some bells and whistles in it, you know. I, you know, drew maps. I drew, well, I don't, did I draw any maps? No, I didn't draw any maps. I basically just drew a bunch of pictures of the different things that he had come contact with. Um, I drew his character. I, well, no, he drew his character. Yep, he drew his character. And I basically drew, like, you know, some of the things he come in contact with and stuff like that. And then anytime, you know, there was something that we kind of, that I didn't have written down that I kind of wanted him to see, I would just kind of draw as I went. And, um, you know, I thought I would have to use more bills and whistles than that, you know. Because when he first come to me talking or wanting to do something like that, we were, we were um, role-playing the old 80s uh, Marvel card RPG and um, he and uh, Mike was actually using some of the um, uh, hero clicks, and he's obsessed with those. He just thinks he just thinks those are just the coolest thing. So he was like, he's like, next time can I play that with you? Oh, nice. And I'm like, well, maybe we can get you in and you know have you play a little bit. But you know, when it's the adults playing and stuff like that, I just I don't know if we'll be able to get you in just because I you know I didn't know how they would react to it. And they're, they're cool with him, but you know, I just you just never know. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, when I was going to do the role play for him, I just, I didn't know if not having a mini there would distract him from it, but he did so well. And I, you know, I just talked with this with the guys from, uh, Gaming Nonsense Uncensored and, uh, he, he had so many good questions and so many things that he did that veteran role players would ask or say or do. I was just like, Wow. For this being your first experience, it's amazing. You know, he was trying to kind of drive the story the way he wanted, and I'm like, wait a minute, nice. You gotta roll the, you gotta roll the dice. You gotta see, <laughs> you know, you tell me what you think you want to do, and we'll see how it goes. Another thing he would do, where he, there was a part where he wanted to throw a couple of his pirate buddies under the bus, so to say, and they probably would have would have died. And I said, mm-hmm. and I, I said, you know, I was basically like, are you sure you want to do that? Because you know, he's, you know, you're you're not a bad person. Would you want to kill off your guys? And he's like, Oh, I guess not. I'll, I'll save them. You know? And I was like, well, that's a great, you know, 
good job, buddy, because I, I thought for sure he's like, fuck you guys, you're gone. See you later. You know, this is my <laughs> end game. I don't care what's going on with you guys. So just the fact that he was able to do some of the things that I'd never expected, it was it was a lot of fun. And it'll be cool that I think I'm going to do a little more bells and whistles next time just because I want, I, I want to see how much I can suck him into it and see where it goes from there. So I think I'll probably do that next time. But just the fact that it went so well the, the first time is is awesome nice yeah that's one thing that surprised me too like uh with lone wolf you, you kind of play i described it to him as like fantasy jedi i was like so you're you're a good guy because i'm always afraid like whenever he like because we have like nerf sword fights and stuff all the time and he's always like i'm gonna chop your head off so i'm like all right i wonder if he's gonna be like full-on bloodlust in this role-playing game <laughs> So I was terrified, and um, so yep. I I kind of skimmed through the adventure right, that came good. with the um, starter box. Oh, give me one second. I got a I got a baby awake. <laughs> nice. Hi, buddy. How are you? All right. Looks like <laughs> I have a guest host for uh, a little bit. Say hi. hi. So yeah, I, I read through the adventure a little bit and kind of skimmed through it, and I wanted to throw some a few things in there just to see how he'd react. And I had uh, this thief show up and rob an old man. And I'm like, all right, let's see what he does here. And instantly he's like, oh, I'm going to pull out my bow and shoot him. And I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, he's like, but in the leg, because I don't want to kill him. Uh, nice. like, I want to know why he's like stealing. Maybe he's in trouble. I was like, oh, well, that is surprisingly compassionate. I was like, all right, yeah, let's do this. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it, it, I had that problem, too, where I was like, I was just kind of wondering, you know, where that would go and stuff like that, you know, like I talked about with the other guys, but I can't remember what happened. I think it was the part, I think it was a part where he was fighting one of the other guys that eventually he was teaming up with, and he's like, I'm going to chop his arm off. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, no, we can't, <laughs> you can't do that, you know, just just pretend like you're going to beat him, you know, and instead of saying this person's going to get killed, we said... He's gonna get beat. So um, the last topic I wanted to hit hit before we kind of wrap it up. Do you do you let your uh, son play any video games? And if you do, you know what's your gauge for that? <laughs> uh, I do. He was actually playing video games before he got to tabletop. <laughs> I I try to keep him mostly to things that aren't super violent. I think the worst thing he probably put and like. No, I probably shouldn't let him play it. He, he, he's been playing it since he was six. Because there is blood and stuff, I know that. But he just, he loves comic book characters. And, I'm sorry, Injustice yeah. is a great yeah. fighting game. Might be a little bit more mature-oriented than I would prefer. But mm -hmm. he knows it's not real. So, But usually he sticks to mostly, like, he loves the Lego games. Any Lego game, you put that in front of him, he is good to go. Mm -hmm. Skylanders, Disney Infinity... Disney Infinity is a great game. Um, he just got the battle arena for the Marvel characters. So I was like, all right, this is better than Injustice. So I was like, nobody's like throwing a sword through somebody's chest and then shooting them 50 times. But you got to love Deathstroke. <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately, I don't know if you heard this, but uh, they're discontinuing it now, which is unfortunate. Because I know, and like, it it's awful because they're like, oh hey, here's this uh, Doctor Strange figure you'll never get. I'm like, why would you show that to me? It looks amazing. 
<laughs> yeah, just just teasing you. I think they're just trying to get people to sign a petition to get it back or something, you know? Yeah, it'll be like, oh yeah, we we looked at the numbers. It's coming back. A special edition. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm very upset about Doctor Strange too. <laughs> Um, my son is, my situation is very similar to yours, actually. It's the same thing. Um, I have Injustice. I have actually not let him play that one. I think eventually I will. It just have to be a little bit ways. But the problem I had is that I put, let him play Arkham Asylum. Um, and to me, because even though it's violent, I don't think it's, you know, there's not a lot of blood and there's not a lot of things that would really, you know, warp a kid's mind. And it, again, it's it's comic books, you know. You you watch a, you know... And also it's Batman. Yeah, exactly. You watch like a... Batman doesn't kill. No, exactly. You watch like a Young Justice or something like that, there's going to be... You know, there's going to be a little bit of, you know, more mature kind of stuff, but it's not, it's not terrible, you know. Unfo- unfortunately, what happened is that because he was... A, this was last year. For some reason, his brain couldn't process the whole, because Batman is punching and kicking, I shouldn't do that to friends. So uh, that's where it got to have you know? You know, uh, eventually I probably could introduce him to that now because he's a lot more smarter and he knows how to deal with his mo- emotions and stuff like that. But, you know, it's something where, unfortunately, I have to get the approval of my wife before that can happen. <laughs> because <Yep>. she was... <laughs> she's kind of ruined, you know, it kind of ruined some, you know, school things and stuff like that. So we're, we're very touch and go on that. And he, and for some reason, Logan was the one that actually decided that, oh, when I'm, when I'm 10 years old, then I can play it. I don't know where he came up with that age. It's just kids just do that, (laughs) you know? So, or, or he says when I'm 10 or when I'm 89 and I'm like, okay, well, one of those two, I'm sure you can play. (laughs) The harvest is in. And the artisans are preparing for the upcoming festival. Place tiles to adorn the palace lake with floating lanterns, competing to earn the most honor before the festival begins. Game review. Hey guys, this episode we're talking about Lanterns the Harvest Festival. I'm here with Tracy. Hi. And we're going to review this game from Foxshot Games and Renegade Game Studios. It was designed by Christopher Chong and the artwork by Beth Sobel. It's two to four players, plays about 30 minutes, and it's for ages eight up. So what's in the box? Oh, what's in the box? There's 56 lantern cards of different colors. There's seven of each color. Orange, green, purple, white, blue, red, and black. 30 dedication tiles, 36 lake tiles, 20 favor tokens, and a cool little uh, start player marker that's a little wooden boat. Basically what you're doing is, like I said in the overview of it, the harvest is in, it's time to celebrate. You're the artisan decorating the palace lake with the full t- with the floating lanterns. Player that bas- that gets the most honor, which is basically the most victory points before the game is over wins, or when the game is over wins. So basically, what you do is you have a starting lake tile, which has a couple of guys in a little boat in the middle, and then one of the it's got di- the different colors. Um, so 
like I said before, with the different color lanterns, there are different colors around the tiles. There's four colors on each side. It could be different. They could be the same, depending upon the tile. Um, when you use the starting tile, uh, the red side has to be facing at least one of the players, depending upon how many players you play. Basically, what you do is you deal out three lake tiles to each player face down. They keep them in secret. And then you create a draw stack of lake tiles, basically when you go through once you go through all the lake tiles that's the end of the game you count up your point depending on the players that's how many tiles you get for two players it's 16 tiles for three players it's 18 tiles and for four players it's 20 tiles of course more for more players um, and then you separate the lantern cards by color into seven sacks those are the supply um, and then it's number of uh, cards depending upon how many players again so for two players it's five cards for three it's seven cards and for four players it's eight cards then you set aside the three generic dedication tokens, and then you separate dedication tokens by type into three stacks. Arrange each stack in descending order. Two players remove tokens with three or four dots. Uh, three players you remove tokens with four dots, and for four players you use all the tokens. So again, it just depends upon how many players and how many things you use, so you do not playing a longer game and and with the dedication tokens it goes in descending order some start with 10 and go down some would start with nine some start with eight and then the um, generics are all are all fours um, I, for the two player we've only played a two player so you know we really didn't have to use the fours that much because you're you know we were basically going for the other de dedication tokens um, and then give each player one lantern card corresponding to the color on the side of the starting lake tile you're facing. And then each player's lantern cards are always kept in front of them, visible for everyone to see. So you, they actually know what cards you have. Give the player with the red lantern card the color of good fortune, the start player marker. So what you're doing in this game basically is you're, you're taking your tiles and you're trying to match them with the, uh, the tiles that are laid down. Okay? And then if you actually match one side of a lake tile with the other side, you actually get a lander card for that. So it gets it has a little more strategy as the game goes on because then when you've got different tiles around, you can try to match up more than one side and get more lantern cards. So then when you match up the lake tiles, you automatically get that, um, that corresponding lantern card. But another strategy is is once you're once you're once you place your lake tile down, and it's the end of your turn, depending upon which side is facing you, is what lantern card color that you'll get. Plus, everyone else will get a lantern card at the end of your turn also. So during each turn sequence, you can do three things: you can exchange favor tokens, and the way you get favor tokens is each or there's some of these lake tiles that have a little picture on the front and that curries favor for you. So what you do is if you match that up with another lake, with your, with the current side of the lake tile that you have, um, you also get a favor token. So one of the things you, once per turn, you can exchange two favor tokens to exchange one lantern card for another. So you can, you know, keep going and getting different dedications and stuff like that. Once a turn, you can also dedicate, which means return one set of lantern cards to get dedication tiles, which is the victory points. There's three types of ways you can do this. You can get a set of four cards, which is four of one color. And you start with starting with eight and going down, you get the favorite points going that way. Um, there's also two sets of three. 
and starting with number nine and going down that's how many favorite points you get with that and then also you can get seven of each color and get 10 favorite points and go down from there and then the last thing you do is and this is mandatory is you always have to place a lake tile to get the lantern cards to keep things going it's pretty self-explanatory you know basically just need a strategy of you know matching your lake your lake tiles um, trying to get the cards that you want to you know get these dedication tokens to get the most points all right tracy what did you think of the strategy of the game um i think at the first time we played it i didn't really have um too much strategy i think i, I was just trying to figure out the game mm -hmm. but i think as we played it a few times my strategy was to try to be the first one to get the points in each of those groups first mm -hmm. in the dedication types mm -hmm. first so that i could be one step ahead of you but it made me nervous at the same time yeah. <laughs> because all of the different yeah. lantern cards or whatever, the, the colored lantern cards are in front so you can see where the other person is too. So you kind of maybe have an idea of what they're they're going for too. So yeah. So so you know, with the so with the strategy of, you know, trying to get those first uh, dedication tokens because they have the most points, did you go for did you think about going for the all of one color first because that's the most or did you just kind of whatever came first? I think however the lake tiles were laid out first because the lake tiles have all the different colors on them. Mm -hmm. And so however they laid out however however that panned out really because you get you get a color when you match up the first they're like flowers or or they look like lanterns yeah. they kind of look like flowers i don't know whatever yeah. yeah they are supposed to be lanterns but they do look they like do flowers. like flowers when you line them up um that's the first one you get and then it kind of goes from there and so i think it depends on how how it falls in the scheme of things so i mean that could be your goal to try to collect um, one of each of those so there's what seven of them but that one's kind of hard actually I thought especially if somebody else is going for four of a kind or something like yeah. that because depending on how many players you have you only have a certain number of cards mm -hmm. so they could be hoarding <laughs> hoarding yeah. cards and then it's a lot harder yeah so I I think it depend depends on how how you lay out the lake tiles and then I kind of rolled with it from there so you want to have a strategy to, I think, to be the first one to kind of get the highest numbered cards, mm -hmm. but that doesn't always pan out. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think you have a good point with, you know, how many cards you have there. Um, it, it was a great idea for them to, you know, take out some certain lantern cards and lake tiles and stuff like that. So, you know, it only gives you a set amount of things, so you have to kind of plan your strategy, and this, this game goes fairly quick. Mm -hmm. Like... I, it goes way quicker than I thought that it would. I, it says 30 minutes. I don't think it took us 30 minutes to play a game, even if we were learning it. Mm, I think maybe the first time we played it, it maybe took 30 minutes. Yeah. But I think we fly, we were flying through it once. It's, you know, once we figured out it's a good quick filler game. But then at the same time, you can, I mean, you can play it several times yeah. to, yeah, to play the strategy of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I think the first couple of times I played it, I actually tried to do the all of one color, which is hard because, again, you, you know, the other ones are so much easier. That's why they're, you know, maybe not as much, not as many points, but you can, you know, collect more of those, I think, a little bit easier. But you also have to realize with, like you said, with the... Seeing what every everybody has in front of them, and then what what's in the supply, then you could go. Okay, well, I'm gonna play 
this tile and what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna match up so I get this one color but also because that same color is facing me I took whatever's in the supply and you don't get that color so you can do a thing where it's like you know like I got two blues but then there's a f blue facing you and there's no more blues so you get nothing that's exactly what I did mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah uh -huh. uh, I think I think what would make it interesting is to play it with more than two people because we've only played it with just the two of us mm -hmm. And again, it would make me even more nervous yeah. and try to plot out even more strategy because mm -hmm. I'd be trying to figure out, okay, how many cards and what is this person? What are they doing? Because, you know, the two of us have played it several times together, so we kind of know what maybe we're going for, but it would be interesting to play with. How many players? You can do up to four. Oh, okay. Yeah. I usually don't like to listen to what other people have to say about about these games and stuff like that because I don't want it to influence my opinion of it. But I did listen to a review of the Game Boy. He, he did, a review, did a review of this and he said that he loved it with two players because he thought it was more of like a getcha game, you know, and, that, mm -hmm. and it had a little more to it. Uh, you know, and again, I, I agree with you. I think that I would have liked to play it with three or four players because I think it would have been a great strategy because it would have been like, okay, there's, you know, there's only going to be so many cards and so many things that other people can do. Let's, so let's see, you know, what kind of strategy you're going to have against these different personalities when we play and stuff like that. Right. So. Well, and don't get me wrong. I liked it with two. I like the two of us playing it. Mm -hmm. I just think it would be interesting and it might add a whole nother level of strategy playing with more than two people. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So it's, again, it's, it's pretty self-explanatory. You know, it's, it's. Yeah, the whole getting the favor tokens to you know use the two and then another uh, lantern card to kind of exchange. I don't know if that really benefited me like a ton. You know, there was you know maybe one or two times where it was like, okay, well I have to do this to get you know get to where I go. But it seems like for the most part, it didn't really affect my game at all to where I really needed to use it. So I mean, maybe in the future, maybe with more people you know, taking more cards and then, you know, you're not having a chance for something. Maybe that would affect it that way, but it just didn't really work out for me that way. So mm -hmm. I didn't really use them that much. I maybe used it a couple of times, but it wasn't anything like earth shattering. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was fine. I mean, it was beneficial, I think, for me at one point, mm -hmm. but I suppose it depends because if you don't get a tile that has the picture in the center, you don't get a token anyway. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's only when you get the token or the picture in the middle. Yeah. Right. And so. so you could land with all the tokens and somebody else doesn't, or you could land with one and the other person can have all of them. Mm -hmm. And so you could never exchange anyway. So it wouldn't be beneficial for you then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So. so, yeah, pretty easy, straightforward, a quick, fun filler game. And uh, so, yeah, so we pretty much talked to it, talked about it. Um, at length, but let's give it a rating. Um, for the people that haven't uh, haven't listened to us in a little bit, we kind of changed up the thing. Instead of doing our unpadded and padded in D8, we kind of changed it. So we're going to do a uh, fun little thing where we rate it. So here's our ratings. So we've you've got a loved it. So it's either, you know, we, we want to buy it, we want to play it a ton, just love this game. Okay? We like it. It's... Uh, you know, a game that you know, if if somebody's you know, if somebody's got, we're you know, we're willing to play it. It's maybe something that won't be first at the table, but it's something that we enjoy and wouldn't mind playing if you know people bring it up. Uh, you also have got, eh, <laughs> it's okay. 
that's uh, basically if you know if if there's not a lot of other options and this is you know uh, one of the options that's on the table, maybe we'll play it. And then we've got a fuck this game where basically stay away from it. We don't care about it one bit. It's it's cruel and it's harsh, but you know what? Sometimes in life you got to say that kind of stuff. So on that rating scale, Tracy, I know you haven't done this yet. So what did you think? Of lanterns. Wait, no, you did. Because we, yeah, because when, when we first started it, you were there. So yeah, I was thinking about it, and I was like, oh, what kind of rating scale? <laughs> but now that you've started talking about it, oh man, I'm, I'm in between. I almost fell off my chair. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. I'm so excited. <laughs> I think that. <laughs> I'm kind of in between the the love it and the like it. Yeah. Because I don't need to carry it around with me everywhere I go to mm-hmm. to everyone's house. But I like I like it more than like it. Yeah. <laughs> if that makes sense. I yeah, I'm I'm stuck because I, I'm kind of the in betweener. Yeah. In between well, you know? Yeah. I would say if you if you are if you if you that statement that you first made about not bringing it with you all the time, then obviously you don't love it. So I would think that you would just like it. Which it, in itself almost sounds like it's worse but it's not i yeah. mean i mean obviously if you like something you're gonna play it you know yeah. so that's why we that's why we didn't like it so yeah i'll then i'll say like it okay. all right i all do right. think it's a good it's a good like you said a filler fun mm-hmm. filler game mm-hmm. it would be a go-to game to grab it may not be maybe the first one but mm-hmm. it would be a good one mm-hmm. um and it's it's a good looking game like it's it's really, I, I can't think of any other name. It's a good, colorful. Mm-hmm. I was yeah. going to say pretty, and then I was like, that's a bad word. No, the colors so, definitely pop in this game. They as do. As far as the, the cards and the tiles. It makes it look nice when you lay when you start playing the game and it starts spreading through the table. Mm-hmm. But So that that's cool. But mm-hmm. anyway, sorry, yeah. you go ahead. No, that's okay. <laughs> uh, I, I, I agree. I, I like it. Um, it's one of those that I could, I could play in between all these other games and stuff like that. Again, it... Like you said, it wouldn't be the first thing I grab, but you know, definitely if somebody's like, "Hey, you want to play this?" That'd be great. Especially if we're, you know, if we got the three or four players, that would be really fun to do because I haven't played it yet. So it'd be kind of cool to have the strategy of that. Um, Tracy was also right with the with the look of it. I wish I would have thought about that to talk about before. I think that the cards are beautiful, and I think that the tiles are also beautiful. So it's a great little fun game aesthetic wise. So it's just just fun to play. So I I agree. I like it and like to play it, and I'm glad we grabbed it. So, and that's the review of Lanterns. All right. Well, I think we pretty much hit everything that we could. That's that was a fun little talk. I mean, even though Matt sidetracked the whole episode, I think we got I think we got it figured out. I think I can probably edit it enough where we can get it piecemealed, and he'll sound great. It'll be fine. It'll right. Yes. Yeah. Make make me sound smart, Kurt. Because you know I I didn't mess up the time conversion or anything. No, it was great having you on. It was cool to actually talk about games. We've been talking on and off on Facebook and Twitter and stuff like that. So it's nice to kind of get together and talk about it. And I'd love to have you on again in the future because it was just so much fun to talk to you. Well, thank you for having me on, and I would definitely love to be back on again. Awesome, awesome. If there are some people that want to get a hold of you to kind of talk to you about games and stuff like that, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nerd Unfiltered. And I think I'm on Google Plus. Yeah, I'm on Google Plus. Matt Ballard. I'll I'll put uh, I'll send you links so you can link it in the show notes or something if you do that kind of thing. Nice, nice. 
There you go. So you can bug Matt about where he's going with his talking, and you can shun him like I have. So, no, again, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it, man. It's true. I'm, I'm, I deserve to be shunned. <laughs> yes, you do. Flog him, people. Flog him. All right. All right. Thanks again, guys, for listening, and uh, hopefully we'll have a nice... We're having... What I'm going to try to do is have a fun little episode coming up where I'm going to get me and my son on actually to talk about Garbage Day and what we think about it. So that'll be fun to see his opinion on it. So, all right. Until next time, thanks a lot, and we'll see you later. Legends of Tabletop Podcast. Creating legends one die at a time.